and we're back for another episode of Meatball Thoughts. I am your host, Tomas Sebastian, and we have our bi-weekly installment of Matthew Parker Max Taylor, and hopefully my mouth isn't too frozen and doesn't sound like a dummy. Howdy, folks. Howdy. Yeah, well, you're, right. You that's are sticking right. with howdy. I'm you're sticking full with on it. sticking it's with happening. howdy. Bro. It's it's happening. You fly fish. <laughs> Ikejime fish. <laughs> And I'm, you say I'm howdy. from the city. I'm a city boy, but you know, howdy you, just you're feels a city right. through and through. You don't even have your fucking. Do I'm, you have, your, do you have your G1 at least? I have a test on Friday. Let's go. Atta boy. I got to study tonight, actually. I just remembered. <laughs> like, hey, it's my day off for the first time. Well, uh, I shouldn't be complaining. I don't even work. So, <laughs> Pish posh and applesauce. Um. <laughs> We got a we got so, a little time lapse lapse video going. Oh yeah, we can attach um, some version of that to the post. A little uh, weird squirrely video of us just moving our arms real fast. <laughs> it's gonna be real cute. Um, we got some new fancy. I know. Microphones. I'm sure. I'm sure people have noticed a from last week's episode and b. Oh, you did with last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Who is it with again? Sorry. Uh, my. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't even been posted yet. Uh, as as we're recording this right now, it'll oh, okay, be posted okay, okay. in two That's days. That's why I don't know about it. That's why I was saying last week's episode, so you just could have played along with it, and you didn't, <laughs> and that's okay but um we're, we're still learning channel folks. news beep, 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 we know beep, how to brunoise shallots beep, beep, beep. okay that's all we really know how to do because <laughs> we don't know how to drink water it's the second time i've spilled water on myself <laughs> water but on not the tip. new fancy microphones yes yes um but yeah <laughs> sense so sensual yeah who never who knew podcast could be so sensual yeah we're just a little bit more comfortable because we're at my place <laughs> mm. My wife is in the other room, not probably shaking us. the fuck out of her head, just being like, "Why do I well, associate with Beth's friend?" For the most part, she just does that all the time. But no, she's playing Animal Crossing right now. So nice. She's just vibing. Nice. That game was so fucking six years ago. Um, Animal Crossing. They or came what? out with a new one on Nintendo Animal Switch. Farm. Maybe I'm thinking of Animal Farm or something. Something. Some kind farm. of weird Animal Farm. You know, like a book that was George Orwell or some shit. <laughs> I, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. You do my math. Um. <laughs> Anyways, it's good to see you. I haven't good seen you see for too. fucking like Missed what you. three weeks. Has it been three? Two or three weeks now. It feels like three, but well, because oh yeah, we rescheduled. Not last week, but the week before, we had to reschedule because you had something to do. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. it was something probably business related. Um, yes, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been crazy like busy that. for the last couple of weeks, and it's not about to slow down. So that's good. It's yeah. good. I'm happy. I missed you. I love you. Don't ever Let leave me. Don't ever leave me. Um, <laughs> ever leave me. <laughs> um Yeah, this is exciting. I'm excited to record on these uh, microphones. It makes yeah. me feel like a real yeah. professional. Try and talk over the mic, not into it though. There you go. Chin uh, how up. about now? Chin up. Yeah. Chin up, kid. Yeah, just like you're trying to S a D. Um Okay. I mean you're trying to S a D with chin down. No, I was just trying to make any sense. I was just trying to emulate John and be like super uncomfortable. <laughs> with anything inappropriate. You're right. Except, <laughs> except you and I will just one up each other on inappropriateness. Um almost no, good, just, to, be, almost good just to be back. Bit a chunk out of my lip there. Yeah. So, so Tom Tom just came from I just came from the, the dentist. dentist. Yeah. His half of his face is numb. And he keeps on putting his tongue in the, oh no. <laughs> tongue in cheek. Uh, a new Lit- definition of tongue-in-cheek. Literally. literally in it. Um, but yes, I'm happy to be sitting down with you again. Obviously, the giggles have already come out. But yeah. um, let's let's just jump right into it because it. you and John mm-hmm. just went and cooked some fucking crazy good delicious fish and foods in general. Yeah. 
over the course of the last like what 72 hours yeah it ended up being about a well all in all told it was like definitely an entire week of my life because of prep beforehand but Mm -hmm. no we did a dinner uh from like as affinity fish just kind of we've been kind of playing with the idea of like you know what's the best use of our time while the space is being built out and you know certain things like you know spreading the word and and doing events is like that's kind of the easy stuff for us as chefs and cooks right it's like oh doing catering events that's you know we've been training for for me like 13 years of my life to to be able to be good at that right so that's kind of easy for us to do me and john to go out and kind of spread the word through dinners and stuff like that but um you know also we kind of want to spend our time working with new fisher folk and 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 stuff like that but then an opportunity came up with a friend of ours that we know kind of through instagram um this guy julian doen he he lives in montreal he's actually a surgeon an anesthesiologist and he's kind of like a <clears throat> like a gourmand like okay. he's like doesn't work in the industry never has but he's just like very particular about food mm. knows so much about japanese cuisine knows so much about japanese pottery all that kind of stuff and he collects plateware um and he's also just happens to be friends with everybody at joe beef so <laughs> just happens to be yeah i mean he used to eat there a lot and mm-hmm. uh he was friends well, regulars with... regulars become yeah family eventually. yeah so he ate there you know has been eating there for years uh he was better friends with uh dave dave and uh, Dave has since left the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's kind of worried about it. Um, but he's been, since made a good relationship with Fred um, w- uh, from Joe Beef. And basically they have this... Uh, so they have Joe Beef. And then they have... Next door they have Liverpool House. Mm-hmm. And then in the back of Liverpool House they have a thing called Vinette. And it's mm-hmm. basically like a counter seating. Um, they set it up as like an oyster bar. Like a raw bar almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a couple tables, but we didn't use those. Um, but it's crazy. We It's just kind of filled with little knickknacks and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a perfect. It's like eight seats, like a perfect place to kind of do. I was going to say that sounds perfect for yeah. what you guys would want to do. Mm-hmm. So it was eight seats and the perfect little venue for us to do some cool dinners. John actually did a dinner there in October while I was on my um, honeymoon. Mm-hmm. But he did it by himself. And he's crazy because he like was on the boat the day before didn't know if he was going to get all the fish that he needed for the event and then like came back to the city was prepping and then like fell asleep for an hour and then drove to montreal at like two in the morning and yeah it was crazy so yeah so we were invited back and um you know super grateful i was excited like i was definitely like had a little bit of fomo when i was on my Mm. my (laughs) uh definitely wanted to be there but um yeah it was really exciting so you know there's there's a kind of a whole story behind it so this place vnet actually came about because um basically dave and julian were talking about the counter seating and how like you know intimate it is and how they would love to do pop-ups and stuff like that so it kind of was built out of that kind of came to fruition because of that kind of chat and um so this guy julian has been doing kind of dinners with with us with uh, other people like um sushi nishinokaze um in uh scarborough and you know a couple events there and it's uh, a really cool space because they're you know you know how often do you get to do a dinner at a space that's like kind of put like montreal and canada on the map Mm -hmm. in in the world scale of like yeah 
hey, come here. Yeah, like Arsh is delicious too. Yeah, yeah. and and I, a lot of that has to do with Anthony Bourdain for sure. You know, mm-hmm. be, being friends with them. Um, even even Rogan, dude. Like and Rogan too. Yeah. Like the amount of times I've heard listening to Rogan, him be like, "My favorite restaurant in the world is uh, Joe Beef." Oh, and, really? and I didn't know Felix. that. Felix and Joe Beef are his two favorite restaurants. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah, it was like it's a really cool space. Um, it's like perfect for what we wanted to do, you know. Um, basically, what had happened uh, right as the pandemic had hit, it's it's kind of funny actually. Julian actually has like merch made for this <laughs> specific event. Yeah, oh, so for real. originally they had planned to do this event right as the pandemic had hit, mm. and that was right when Vinette was actually open, and didn't end up happening, of course as everybody knows, but it's basically, uh, he had like merch made for it. And basically the original plan for this first dinner was supposed to be like us as affinity fish. We were going to come out there. Mm-hmm. We were going to go and, uh, meet some fisher folk that catch snow crab in Quebec and mm-hmm. work with them. And there was going to be some press behind it and stuff like that. And this was almost two and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny, actually the merch says, 2023 so he was like having a conversation with dave and he was like oh like i think it's gonna be at least three years before this is over and done with and we can actually have a dinner oh for real so we were two <laughs> years later but one year ahead of schedule so <laughs> which never happens for any <laughs> yeah um. literally <laughs> so yeah it was really cool we kind of and it's funny right like we were chatting with um julian over instagram dm and he's just like oh like this weekend would work really well for a pop-up and it was like two weeks before so like you know to do a 32 seat pop-up 12 course tasting menu in two weeks is like a huge undertaking <laughs> not just like mm, getting yeah. the prep I'm just, ready I'm, I'm for anyone who can't tell i was just shaking my <laughs> fucking head and just like yeah it's a lot no don't do <laughs> it's it a lot of work don't do so, it it's bad <laughs> we, got, we got we got super lucky we went out on the boat uh, a week and a half ago and we caught one of the biggest things that we wanted to get was the uh, linkimo, the um, lingcod liver, because mm. uh, we really wanted to share that with you know people in Montreal and a couple other specific types of fish. And mm. we got super lucky with that day. Uh, I was gonna say, like, can you imagine you don't get it? You're exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, the menu has to change now. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this event two years in the making started happening, and uh, we just kind of committed to it. The, the event actually sold out within 24 hours, which was insane. Nice. And I think a lot of that has to do with Julian and his following. I was going to say, kind of he probably was just like, hey, everybody, come yeah. to this if you can, because mm-hmm. you won't regret it. Yeah, and it was it was no, like, no small ask, too. Like, it was a $250 event before mm-hmm. alcohol. Um, before booze. Before booze, yeah. Um, I mean... You know, as I'll explain, like the ingredients that we used were like the best of the best, yeah, and stuff like that. It was it was a really cool experience. We um, so we got out there on the Saturday, kind of midday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we left at like six thirty in the morning from Toronto and drove out there mm-hmm. with John's dad, and we went to this amazing um, Jewish deli called Snowden Deli Snowden. Mm-hmm. And it was like so good. It was like oh, it was, it was our breakfast and like the smoked meat was like amazing. Like just an amazing meal. The mm. the sh- matzo ball soup was like the, one of the best I've ever had. Like golden yellow color because of the schmaltz. Sorry, what's the name of this place? I was Deli I was Snowden. listening, but I wasn't. Um, Delhi Snowden. 
deli snowden yeah so snowden's a street on in montreal yep. and uh it's a deli it's been around since the 50s or something like that but okay it's really really good way better than katz's <laughs> oh, <laughs> huge huge flex shots but, fired <laughs> wow personal opinion wow yeah fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh yeah so we had lunch there and then we kind of made our way over to um julian's place afterwards and um Julian just has an amazing collection of yakimono or Japanese pottery, mm. uh, an insane amount of plates. And it's just such a, such a cool experience to be able to put food like your food on, on top of something that's, you know, from the 15th century in Japan and has been like broken and repaired with Kintsugi and has like these gold lines going through it. And you know what I mean? It's like yeah. this, this piece of plate, like this plate has been passed down from whoever, to whoever to whoever and like now i get to plate on it wow i get to put my food on it kind of things that was really special um we went to dinner that night this was the night before the event and uh we went to a place called beba restaurant beba which is in Mm -hmm. verdun um which is amazing spot very small tiny restaurants um they've actually bought fish from us before and it was a super funny experience because like John's been there and he's been to the restaurant before he's met the chef and owner and um, he's a Joe Beef alum as well. And so we show up to this restaurant at like 9.30 p.m. (laughs) with a styrofoam box full of fish for them. And like everybody's staring at us. They're like, who who are these people standing in the doorway with a styrofoam box? And chef owner, uh, I was gonna say super underdressed, probably. No, yeah, John, I think John was John was wearing like some weird fly fishing sweater or something, you know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) No, okay, fucking hipsters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we show up there, and um, Ari, the chef owner, uh, he greets us and uh, he's like, Oh, he's so excited for the fish, brings it down to the walk in and Mm. hands us a glass of wine. and we had like honestly one of the best meals I've had in a long time. Mm. Um, he uses a lot of Japanese ingredients, but he's kind of has like an Italian Jewish kind of flair. Cool. Um, but he uses like you know sardines from Japan, some firefly squid with like chitata pasta. Mm. Um, he did this amazing um, what do, what do you call it uh, paella, but with snow crab. But like the rice was just the head juice, mm. so it was just like all of the leg meat and all that stuff on top with. Uh, the the head juice mixed in with the rice it was like amazing mm. so yeah that was an amazing meal nice nice crust yeah oh yeah crunchy bits at the bottom okay. oh my good. god so good last paella i had was fucking soft as shit that's actually like one of the first paellas i've had in like it's depressing i've had it at like a like friends make it for me but i've never had it in a restaurant setting mm. um for some reason yeah i've been to spain twice but i've never had paella there but mm. it was amazing this guy um so super exhausted, obviously, because we're up since six a.m. And so I mean, I know I'm rambling a lot, but I'll just Whatever, we'll go through the the whole time and go through the whole day. So this is day one, you get there, you drop some fish off. You eat yeah, one of the best foods, the best foods, best the best foods, meals. one of the best foods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best food. It's the best. Anyways, that's my dog shit Trump impersonation. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, day one. So yeah, then we you know fell asleep at like 10 p.m because we knew we had a banger of a day the next day woke up at like 7 30 got to the restaurant at eight you know took three hours to just move into the restaurant so there's like all these knickknacks set up 
and like little like you know shells wine bottles uh little like memorabilia that you know joe beef's kind of aesthetic right like yeah, they yeah. just have like all this just random shit on the put wall put some shit there yeah yeah they got <laughs> like, like all it's, these, like, it's applicable to the restaurant but very like, much so but like just yeah. put some shit there for yeah. sure yeah like yeah, it's, yeah. It, and it looks beautiful it's a beautiful space so we spent you know three hours taking all that stuff down mm. putting into bus bins moving it into the dining room behind like in the dining room of liverpool house and then unpacking all of our plates unwrapping all of our plates this is before we started prep yeah i was gonna say spent the first half of your fucking day yeah so three hours just setting the restaurant up so that we could actually do prep properly jesus so we did that uh funny enough tam works there now you know tam from uh, daver yeah daver's in yeah, he's in he's in Montreal. He's in Montreal, working for Joe Beef. Shout out to Yoji Yamanomoto. Blah, 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 blah. I forget what his actual uh, Tam name. Nguyen. Tam, Tam Nguyen. Nguyen. Yeah, I knew him. I I met him as David, but yes. yeah, now he Tam goes Nguyen. by Tam. I mean, so, Tam was his, is is his actual name, mm-hmm. but um, his, yeah, his white name was fucking David. Yeah. Um, big shout out, David. Yeah, big shout yes. out to him. He's uh, I thought he had quit cooking. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> ironically enough, he was you know the chef at Sakai Bar when they first opened, and then Eric took over, and then I took over after Eric. I've like I thought he was doing bike messaging full time, and apparently yeah. he moved out to Montreal, and um, you know, because he's been doing this kind of part time, and he's kind of waiting it out so he can go back to school out in Montreal and stuff like that. Mm. Um. But yeah, so he was kind of assigned by Fred to be like the liaison for That's Joe hilarious. Beef. And uh, yeah, so it was super cool. I was like, oh, like funny seeing you here. And, you know, sure enough, we kind of just got along. And it was good to have somebody like I knew that was like also like kind of knew the restaurant there. Yep, yep. Um, knew the space, knew what you needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I could just be like, uh, I need plastic wrap. Like, where do I find that? And he's like, no, it's over here kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. show us around. Um, yeah, so we prepped from... I don't know, like 9, 30, 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then uh, we had two services. So we had 6 p.m. till about 9 p.m. And then we had 9.30 p.m. until 12, 1-ish. Mm. So we got out of there. So it was like a 8 a.m. till 2 a.m. kind of day yeah. on the first day. Second day was a little bit easier. We got there around 1-ish um but okay, we still got a little more tame <laughs> a little bit more tame but we also got in of, eat a nice breakfast exactly we did we went to another diner you know another um smoked meat sandwich for sure but uh we went to um not not as noteworthy as uh no as it's noted but well, not okay, as noteworthy okay, okay. but leave good. that one out it, it uh checked a couple boxes but not all the boxes hey yeah. uh and then we got uh, got to work at like 1 p.m. And then we finished work at like 3 a.m. Because we like Oosh. all of those plates that we, uh, yeah. yeah, we had to like reset up this this dining room, take all of the bottles back. And it was like insane. They had like 20 bottles of Campari, but like that. And then like 20 bottles of Lillette, 20 bottles of like Fernet. You know what I mean? It's just like ridiculous. <laughs> like it's just, it's super such, niche. Such excess. Such excess. Yeah. Super niche <laughs> amounts of like. Super niche alcohol, but like in excessive amounts. It was like insane. So it's like bus I mean, bins. I mean, supply chains are they're shoddy. Yeah, yeah if you I can get your so. hands on a couple of cases, get your hands on a couple I cases. I guess so. Of yeah, it's yeah. It's, but so yeah, then we spent like until three in the morning wrapping Jesus. these plates and and then putting them into the car and then driving back over to Julian's house and then unloading them from from the car and bringing them up to his apartment. Fucking four a.m. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. 
or so, 3 a.m. rather. That was, um, that was a long day too. Like, like I was like, oh, we started at one. It'll be like a short day. <laughs> It'll only be like 12 hours, and you're like actually like 15 or 16. But yeah. that's okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, wow. it, was, it was a banger. But you know, honestly, man, like, so we brought a lot of our own fish. Mm. Um, we did some really cool like. You know, like, I still have to do a dinner, right? Yeah, we still we do. Should, we should do. We should do an ad affinity when you actually have the counter exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we can do like yeah, that, and that's the great thing about Anyways. you know having my own business is that like we can just have guest chefs whenever we want kind of thing, yeah. and it'll just be like a one night a week kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, we um, we brought a lot of our own fish, which was really cool. I think John was saying that the last time he did it, he was um, the focus ingredient was matsutake mushrooms, like mm-hmm. the pine mushrooms. I remember. That. So it was a little less um focused on affinity fish and also it was just him kind of there so mm-hmm. brought a couple species but not as much this time we had you know four or five species plus like a couple other like and we used them in multiple different ways which is kind of cool mm-hmm. um yeah the menu was insane so it was, it was kind of like us and also quebec snow crab as well and oh right so oh, yeah you were able to get your hands on some yeah, we were able to get our hands on some, and they were still very lively. Um, we did a really cool thing where if you take apart the crab, Ju- Julian was showing us where the heart is in the mm. crab. Uh, and they do this in Japan where you take the, the heart, and if it's fresh, obviously, if it's still lively, um, you can take the heart and take it out, and it's still beating. And you put it in a glass with sake, and then you drink it like a shot. Ah, cool. But it's like super briny, but then you also have the the the, the sake there. Interesting. So that was super cool. Is it like a good luck thing or is it like just like a delicacy? It's like, like... a life force thing. You want to ah, like okay. yeah, 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 eat yeah. the life force, I guess. I guess it's like similar to like hunters eating the heart or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was super delicious. Um, yeah, it was a lot of hard work. Um, the dinner was like super well received. We had some really cool clients come in. Um, some people from Club Chasse Pêche, Chasse Pêche. Uh, my French is horrible. Uh, couple and, people and from, me trying to write this down is gonna be like. Uh, it means like hunting and fishing club, basically. Chasse Pêche. Chasse. Pêche. Yeah. Anyways, it's a uh, another restaurant group I'll, in Montreal. I'll give it a goog. Give it a goog. Yeah. It's another restaurant group in Montreal. Okay. Um. A bunch of them came and they absolutely loved it. Uh, we had a, a woman from Eater, Montreal. Stop laughing. Why is your vacuum on the wall? Um, we had a, a Eater, woman. Montreal. Yeah, okay, Eater, Montreal. Go. She came in um, kind of in between uh, seatings and she just mm. had like a couple little bites and uh, took some notes and stuff like that. She was super kind. Mm. Um, a bunch of, you know, wine people, uh, importers and stuff like that just... You know, you talk to Julian and you understand why the dinner sold out so well because all these the people. The network, I was going to say, the network that this guy must have built over the years. Yeah, like he just knows everybody in the restaurant industry and he's 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 also very opinionated. If you follow him on Instagram, he's he has his, uh, he'll, he's not scared to call people out. And it's interesting because he's kind of like this dichotomy where like, he'll like. Would he care if we, if we tagged him in this? No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, J, at JD514. And, uh, he, yeah, he'll like, he's not scared to like tag Rene Redzepi in a post and be like, you're an idiot. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And like, call him the fuck out. And be accurate. And be super accurate. Like, like, for example, there's this one post that happened the other day where, or like a couple months ago where, uh, they were doing some R and D at, uh, Noma where they're like, oh, this is our squid course and blah, blah, blah. This is how you cut squid. 
and it's a common misconception in Western kitchens. There's there's a film, uh, there's layers of film on both sides on the outside of the squid body as well as the inside of the squid body that you have to take out and remove. Yeah. So in sushi, this is like a common practice. This is what you learn when you're training. Most Western kitchens, they'll just cut through it and they'll score it because they think, oh, it's really chewy when it's raw. So I'll cut, I'll score it and then it'll help. Tenderizing. The thing is, is that there's this film on both sides. So if you go to a sushi restaurant, they'll they'll have removed the inside already, and then they'll kind of cut away as if it's skin, the, the ah, outside. Interesting. And then they'll score it, and it's like super supple, super delicious. Mm-hmm. And, and and so, anyways, he was doing it wrong, or whoever was in this video, and he was like so proud of himself that, oh, look at how amazing this knife technique <laughs> is, and blah blah blah. And he, so he like comments on it, and and then he he'll like do a post about it and a story about it. And he's like not afraid to call him out, but then also at the same time, he's like this like very quiet surgeon uh anesthesiologist like in real life he's just like very quiet yeah, and reserved but his but, but like his, on instagram his online presence is yeah very opinionated and loud about food. yeah so hmm. yeah he's an interesting guy and he, he knows so much and uh, it was really just a pleasure to be able to be there in that space and like me and john were talking about that like you know who else gets asked to come do a dinner at joe beef like you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I remember, like, getting a cookbook, like the Joe Beef cookbook from Dusty back in the day when he yeah, used to so give out uh, yeah, cookbooks, cookbooks for Christmas. Like, yeah, Christmas, yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, I wish I could work there one day. And then, like, now it is, like, Now you're like, I don't have to work later. there, son. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know what I mean? But it's just. They, they let me work there and do my shit. Yeah. Not their shit. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was really uh, an amazing experience. And, mm. um everybody went home happy and and you know i was proud of what we put out Fucking and uh yeah it was a great weekend mm. yeah proud of you thank you yeah fucking Appreciate big moves that. man big moves um i can bring a goddamn tear in my eye oh maybe that's just the the the, the just anesthesia wearing off from the fucking <laughs> my mouth being frozen drooling all over myself <laughs> Wouldn't be the only one with fucking water all over their sweater. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Still trying not to drool too much. Um, Jesus Christ, that sounds like that sounds like something that, like, more often than not, you know, we've worked weekends where we're just like, "What did I do that weekend?" Mm. But you just you spent seventy two hours in Montreal, and like have legitimate takeaways for your heart yeah and i think that that's that's something that you know like i've only been to montreal once i haven't eaten at joe beef mm-hmm. unfortunately i went to au pied de cochon when mm-hmm. i was there and like phenomenal yeah from what i remember mm-hmm. like but i think i think montreal is one of those very special places in the world from like i've never i've been to other cities once and it was cool like i've been to cities in fucking argentina Mm -hmm. and chile and um like different spanish-speaking cities that are very like food centric yeah buenos aires has some of the most delicious meat you're ever gonna fucking eat yeah um but montreal has always been that like whenever you hear a cook or a chef or a food person wine or whatever talk about Montreal you're like 
hmm. oh that place is different it's yeah. just different like you can like john's worked in new york mm-hmm. you've fucking done i think a couple of gigs in new york no Once yeah or twice. stages yeah yeah so like With danielle um and like you've done there you you've been there but it's like it just it has a different energy. Mm-hmm. It's a different beast. It's really it's really a beautiful city, and like the the food scene is like very reminiscent of like a European city, where yeah. or like like Paris or or anything like that, where it's just like there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot but still of really aggressively amazing. French Canadian. Aggressively French Canadian for sure, but like it's it's what I love about it is that there's there's. Uh, what what Toronto is missing, in my opinion, is that mm. there's there's no middle ground. It's either really cheap food or good, expensive food, mm-hmm. right? There's no you have to or, really look or expensive shitty food or expensive <laughs> shitty food exactly. <laughs> but you have to really look if you want to find cheap good food in Toronto. It's difficult. You got to find it. You got to really yeah, search for yeah, it. Yeah, you got to know a guy or a girl. Most or, a, or a they or a yeah. You, most of the places you're gonna find are not good. If they're cheap, and that's kind of a generally accepted thing, yeah, right yeah. in yeah. Toronto. No Whereas wrong. Montreal is very similar to Japan in the way that, like, you can spend ten dollars on your lunch, or you know, you can spend a hundred, a hundred, or a three hundred, and that, like, you go to a Snowden Deli for Deli Snowden, uh, for example, like we spent like between four of us, we spent like ninety dollars, and it was like one of the best meals I've had in a long time. Yeah, right. you know what I mean, and it's just like simple. Yeah. So, so that's what I like about that city. But also, like, it was also really amazing. We had, a like, a long conversation with Fred um, before we started work on, on Monday. And we were just ch- chatting about fish and uh, mm. his experience with trying to change uh, his suppliers' minds and stuff like that. And mm. we were talking about our, our experience with, like, working with fisher folk and all that stuff. And, you know, it was cool to, like, be having a conversation with somebody who's like literally changed the the food scene for Canada and like put Canada on the map. Mm-hmm. But also like this person, like also, you know, I'm sitting here talking to him. He's wearing Crocs, socks, camo shorts, a Patagonia coat and like a camo Montreal Expos hat with the Joe beef logo on his head. Like this guy lives, lives and, and breathes, breathes Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's so proud of it. Yeah. And and that's really cool because like I have it's never. It's pretty rare for a Montrealer. Mm-hmm. I literally I live with a Montrealer right now. Who's mm-hmm. born and raised in Montreal. Says fuck those people. They suck. <laughs> yeah. Speaks speaks Quebecois. Yeah. Speaks fucking English perfectly well. Both mm-hmm. perfect. And is fuck those Not guys. People from Montreal fucking suck. <laughs> the majority. I'm sure. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. there are gems. There are diamonds in the rough, right? And yeah. I think Fred would be one of those. Yeah. Where you're like. Look, yeah, I'm sure he's been a dick before, and there's mm-hmm. it's well documented that they were dicks yeah. when they were drinkers. Yeah, but like, there, 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 there's an evolution that clearly he has gone through, mm-hmm. so that now he can just be a Montreal fucking spokesperson. Like yeah. he can be the spokesperson for Montreal. Yeah, and it was just like it was so cool because like you know at least in a food aspect. Yeah. And me and John were like talking about this on the drive back. We're like, wow, like it was, it was so cool to like talk with him because like, you know, me and John are like from Toronto. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. but we don't know what it's like to be like so proud of our city. Like, no, right? like, like, yeah, I, more, I'm, more I'm from o- Toronto. More often than not, people that are proud of this city are people that were not raised in it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, unless you're talking about Drake, in which case, yeah, he, he fucking is Toronto. You know what I mean? Like, um, but like, like I, 
I or maybe 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 you're right. Maybe you know what? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're right because honestly, I live in Toronto. I love Toronto, but I won't live here forever. Mm-hmm. And that's because I grew up outside of the city, mm-hmm. among other reasons. But like, also, I can't afford a home here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a big one. Fucking a. But um, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean, for me and John, like Affinity Fish is affinity fish and it it is in toronto and and Mm -hmm. it's because we're both from toronto but you know eventually we're we're like planning to expand to you know the east coast and the west coast you know eventually that's the goal right Mm -hmm. it's it's not bound by toronto specifically yeah and it's also like we've made jokes about it before the ideology can move anywhere yeah exactly and that's something we've spoken about too is um that we don't want to, if we're going to expand, we don't want to do it like other fish shops or other businesses do a lot of the time where it's just like, oh, here's, here is um, the exact same thing fucking on the other exactly, side of the city. Exactly. Like here's uh, our St. Clair location. Here's our Blue Street location. And it's the same thing, but you're still hiring people that don't really care about what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the rep- repetition. Yeah. Whereas for us, we want to like, if we we're going to open another business, we want to open in, you know, New Brunswick and then have the same formula that we applied to fisher folk and local fisheries here and tweak applied, it so it works there. Yeah. And apply it to, to fisher folk over there and then have that connection between the businesses where we can ship and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, send fish in between and, and seafood in between those two businesses and mm-hmm. then do the same thing in the West coast rather than like being like having four locations in Toronto yeah. of the same shit. Like the fuck what's do? the point? Yeah. Right. Like I'd yeah. rather just have one place where people can come. Yeah. And you know what I mean? One, one central one, mm-hmm. One East Coast, one West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if it happens, it happens. I'd love for that to happen. I'm not going to. I mean, I feel like that's a, that's that's definitely a, a, a 10 year, a 5, 10. Yes. For fucking sure. 15 year plan it's, kind it's of a, vibe. It's a long, the long game for sure. But um, yeah, it was just really cool to have a conversation with somebody who's really done so much um, to put Canada on the map as far as like what food is concerned, restaurants and, and. Mm. You know, you can really talking to him, Fred, like you can really tell that this person is just like obsessed with restaurants, like was, would never say. do anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? They and, can't. There's like there's not bone in his body. Yeah. That it would be like he was. Yeah, literally, yeah, I'll go do this. He's like, uh-uh. he was literally talking to us. He's like, uh, I don't want to do a French Canadian accent because it's kind of rude. But <laughs> he's like, uh, he's basically telling us about how he tried to put a trout pond in the back of Joe Beef. He bought a bought. He built a four foot by four foot by four foot trout pond to put in the back of the fucking restaurant. And he's like, oh, we're just going to take the live fish and fucking kill them and then fucking serve them in the di- in the dining room. And, I, and we're just like looking at him like, those don't sound like happy fish. Like, <laughs> you're like, how big are these fish? Right. So anyways, <laughs> but he's just like that kind of obsessive person where yeah, he like yeah. he gets an idea and he really just like fucking latches. How can I do this? And literally like I walked in the backyard and there's like a, a pool there's no trout in it because yeah. it's frozen over but yeah yeah, yeah so <laughs> he was basically asking us he's doing a, an event called ground crew in october he's like he's like can you guys get me pike so i can do um Kinel de Brochet, um mm. which is like a leonese dish where you take a pike uh and you blend it up and make like um egg white kind of mousse yeah. and then uh, you canel it and yeah. then poach it in a stock mm-hmm. uh, it's, and it's done with pike in in lyon so he's asking if we can get some, and then he was also asking if we can get like farmed trout, but in fingerling size, so like a smaller size of trout, uh, so that you can grill them whole, kind of thing. So 
anyways, it's something we're going to work on and stuff like that. But just having a conversation with the guy, mm. he was just like, he knew so much about the most niche random things, mm. but he's also a restaurant owner, also a chef, mm. also like, like, yeah, it was a really cool it's conversation. More of a, it almost seemed more of like a mindset at that point. Like it, mm-hmm. even if he had to show something else, he'd still be this like random knowledge of all these other little bits and obsessive compulsive right like that that's just like that type of person he's just that person who's Mm -hmm. going to dive headfirst into whatever he Mm -hmm. chooses but also these other eight things that are like well cool did you know about this yeah yeah right like yeah and i mean hey man that's uh that's 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 a hell of a connection to for sure to have or I, i i say that like it's like a like it's a purely business thing. Obviously, it's very um, like peer to peer kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a situation. Um, yeah, but that's that's really exciting. Yeah, it was it was an honor to to cook there and like and they just like left us to our devices. Like there was no one there like making sure we didn't break anything or you know what I mean. Yeah, it was yeah. very much like hey, we trust you to be in this space. Yeah, do we? We know you guys do. are professionals. Yeah, have at it. Which is amazing, right? Because. Yeah. John's done it once before, but he didn't get to meet Fred. And then we like we met Fred the day after, and it was just a really cool experience of just mm. like he had no doubt in his mind. He was like totally okay with us being there. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. It was a really cool experience. Um, getting away from all that French talk. Um, <laughs> that bell neck. <laughs> that should be my intro. That bell neck. You don't merde. Just a bunch of French Canadian swear words. Jesus yeah, let's Christ. not do that um let's just stick with the english ones fuck, <laughs> fuck shit damn you know what i mean <laughs> hot damn um <laughs> um i mean uh, this literally doesn't tie into montreal at all but um yeah we got a abrupt topic topics. change we got two more topics uh one of which is more restaurant based and one which is not restaurant based at mm-hmm. all um so being someone's go-to like you have these you have these certain people in restaurants that are um like you just you you know that you mesh well with mm-hmm. like um i'm thinking of a friend of mine uh, like not us when we first met mm-mm. <laughs> for for the, all the listeners here, Mm-mm. me and me and Tom Tom when we first met back when I was nineteen years old, no, we, we both were, hated each other. Yeah, well, I mean, hate's a strong word, but like uh, we didn't like each other. I talked a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> we've uh, we've all, grown fond. It's all it's all love years. now, but um, <laughs> yeah, as I, I mean, it takes time for me. Okay, I'm Same sl- I'm slow moving. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, you have like, I, I know, um, a couple of people who are like these people, like they just go with that chef everywhere. Right. You you see yeah. it all the time. Chefs, yeah, two chefs a, that like just loyalty. Yeah. Like one leaves one, the chef leaves the business and then four months later, the sous chef leaves and it's like, cool, this is what we're doing now. For and it's sure, a very, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's kind of an old school mentality, especially because a lot of young cooks now are like, well, I just want to bounce around, bounce, 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 yeah. bounce, bounce, bounce. And then you're like, okay, but like, mm-hmm. you're not building a loyalty element to, mm-hmm. to your, to your, your career, or to your CV or to your yeah. resume or whatever. Right. There's, there's this, this loyalty element that is super often overlooked. And mm-hmm. I think I, 
I mean, not to toot my own fucking horn, but I think I am an exception to that rule. Okay. I've worked for half of my career yeah. for the chef I'm currently working for. Yeah. I've worked for the other 40% of my career. For another chef. For Dusty. Yeah. Um, I've worked, and then everything else in between was just like, little gigs little odd jobs yeah Yeah, but like 90 percent of my career has been worked for two people yeah um and i think it's it's one of those things that i i had thought before but i didn't Mm. you know this is obviously like i said it's kind of me tooting my own horn it's not not a big fan of doing that because lord knows our egos can get carried away but um but maybe you should do it more often. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I can actually appreciate myself. Um, <laughs> my therapist isn't okay. Um, but uh, but no, the I I heard this recently from a from a regular, and this is our this is the diner's like favorite regular. Cool. This is our he's easily paid a year of my salary mm-hmm. in the last five years of him coming to wow. the diner. Like this guy has spent easily fifty grand. Wow. Easily. Um at the diner in the last five and a half years. Wow. Um how long have you been at the diner? Since it opened? Three years. Three was it years. open before you went there? Yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was open for a couple of years. That was when I was at People's and I see. and <clears throat> Bellwoods and Hole in the Wall and you The Dark the, Ages. You know those stories. The Dark Ages, yes. Yeah. Um yeah, he was Ben was establishing the diner as a Leslieville Riverdale spot and while, it, and while it is I was established now. Hell yeah, let's go, baby. We're 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 up and running. Yeah. Um. While I was putting all manner of things in my body. Um. <laughs> but um. But no, a a a regular the other day told me came in and it it kind of it touched my heart quite a bit because. To know that I am a contributing factor to a place like that is, mm-hmm. is I think, where I hold a lot of my self-worth when it comes to food mm-hmm. and where I used to try to hold it before, but every place I worked at before was just a hype beast, right? Yep. People's was a hype beast of four and six. Uh, Electric Mud was a hype beast of fucking... Yes. Of, of Grand Electric. Um, and both very tasty still, mm-hmm. like, in their own right, but... They were they were running off of the hype of another business and not something that they were establishing mm-hmm. themselves, um, which I think is a big reason as to why they fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they don't become this standalone they weren't entity. Gonna, they were never going to be permanent. No, no. And I think maybe that's a reason and not to say that eventually the diner will go away. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Right. Exactly. Nothing is permanent. There yeah. was there was one restaurant um called the tulip in mm-hmm. Leslieville. it's it was 50 years old <laughs> it went away wow a year ago they didn't it didn't go away because they weren't financially stable like they owned the business and some developer was just like here's, here's a, fuck a ton of money check, yeah but i mean do, do you want to be yeah. rid of your restaurant and yeah. live comfortably for the rest of your days that's here's a fuck ton of money yeah that's a that's a great way to exit the restaurant business right like that's much that's better a win. than that's a win for much the better than bankruptcy <laughs> yeah, fucking a. um but like this this regular he came in um 
and I didn't know I hadn't seen him for a while, but his um his mother had just passed away. Oh no. Um like uh probably five or six weeks before. Um she passed away in a different country, so oh, wow. he had been dealing with trying to get her body back to Canada and she had she was getting back that night and you wow. know they they fly fly the body in and then they nobody actually nobody from the family actually deals with it um it's the funeral it's service the funeral service and like it gets picked up from the airport yeah, and all that fucking to be dark area right? they're like Here, here's a casket figure it out yeah. um put it in the back of your car but the first place he's like i haven't been out in two months two wow. two three months and the first place i wanted to come was here because this place is home and i think I think it hits, it just hits different when you know that, like, it's fucking eggs, potatoes, and sandwiches, man. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But that's that, all it is. Yeah. It's fucking Reuben sandwiches and, and, and Western sandwiches and patty melts and fucking oh, breakfast with, like, hash browns and bacon and fucking sausage and bread. And that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not a fancy. It's not a fancy meal at Joe Beef. It's not. It's not a two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. cedar, right? It's yeah. It's a thirty dollar at most. <laughs> thirty yeah. thirty bucks all in, for like a coffee and 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 a really mm. dope breakfast and like a donut. Yeah, thirty bucks all in, tip included. Um, please come support the diner. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, not this weekend though, because it's a shit show. Um, <laughs> because because the holiday. Yeah, but and and he said something because uh, the regular uh, his name's Kwame. Mm -hmm. I'd love to sit down with him and record something. I think that'd be cool. I think I talked to him and asked him if he would, and he 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 seemed pretty on board. He's a very artistic man. Hmm. Um, he's recently had a bunch of coins, like collective coins, minted oh, wow. uh, through the through the Canadian Mint, and like. Mm -hmm. beautiful shit has like designed a park in scarborough for wow. for like uh small children and hmm. like does tons of artistic human. shit he's just like the greatest human hmm. you could ever want to meet wow um and 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 he calls the diner home his second home wow and it was it was something that that I wasn't expecting. And then he followed it up swiftly by, you know, when you started here, Ben told me that's my guy. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I, I, I walked to the back and I was just like, that's a compliment. You can accept that compliment. It's good. And it was just like, it was something that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was having a particularly bad day, but I was probably frustrated at the time. That's something, yeah. That's something. And and to have someone just because Ben will never tell me that, never mm. say it. He, he's one of those, yeah. but he's one of those that that's the old school old mentality school, yeah. of like loyalty equals the appreciation. So he's shown his loyalty to myself and another and the other senior staff mm -hmm. in the kitchen there. And 
and that is and that's his way of expressing it mm-hmm. it's never going to be a hey man i really appreciate what you do he said i think he said that to me all of once and i've worked for at the night for three years so um and a couple years before that for him a few years yeah. before that too right? but mm-hmm. like it was a beautiful thing and i think not to sound like the old guy not to sound like the old chef now but mm-hmm. a younger generation that does the bouncing around mm-hmm. where do you get that how do you how do you get that satisfaction how do you like because like i said it's just eggs and potatoes man that's mm. literally 90% of my job mm. on when i'm in service which is the entire time i'm there is cook eggs and potatoes yeah and heat up meat that's it so it's like how do you get that satisfaction of being someone's like and and i have an infinite amount of respect for ben i've said it maybe i've said it on here before maybe mm-hmm. i've said it i know i've said it off mic hundred times mm-hmm. of like he is literally like when people are frustrated with him i'm like look he frustrates me too any chef would any mentor does yeah. but the man has literally based on conversations i've had with him saved my life yeah like hands down you mm. you you and i know exactly how dark the other mm-hmm. others past is right yeah hands down that man conversations i've mm. had with him has shifted my view mm. of how i was behaving and it saved my life so how to make you feel to like have an indirect validation of yourself like through this person like i know that he's not the person to tell you but like mm-hmm. to, to to like truly have this person who thinks this place is a second home tell you that the owner of this business says it's your guy says that that you're his guy like you know, like where, like I was on fucking cloud nine. Yeah. And it makes it all worth it. Right. Like in, yeah, in a weird like, way, like all that frustration and stuff like that, it like it, it goes away. Right. It's, it's and literally and literally the next weekend I was working a 45 hour, three day weekend, mm. like Friday, Saturday, Sunday was like, I think 42 or 43 Jeez. hours or some shit. <laughs> a whole work week for normal people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who says I work so hard, get at me. Fuck off. Yeah. Look at look at your screen. Um, <laughs> look at your screen and shut your mouth, okay? Because you didn't cut and burn yourself three times over the course of a weekend and work forty five hours in yeah. fucking three days. Um, but no, I, I was on cloud nine, mm. and not like not I wasn't like jumping up and down, yeah. and being super happy about it. But I was like, hey man, thanks. I was just like, thanks a lot, man. Like that, that means a lot. And I said thank you. Yeah. For for him telling me that mm-hmm. and then i probably would have said something snarky afterwards because i can't just it's hard for you can't to just a take a fucking yeah. compliment right <laughs> but um like that time i came to eat brunch yeah and you were like this is the best meal i've had all year and i was just like and you're like oh fuck off yeah yeah <laughs> fuck out of here it's just a caesar salad shut up and eat your but donut it truly was it was yeah. you could taste the love in the food yeah so i think that's that's something that makes a lot of the stressors that i don't think like I've said it before, I'll say it again, probably on here and definitely to friends and family and stuff like that. But like my sister, my sister works for, for a chemical company that supplies large scale agriculture. Mm-hmm. 
does she love what she does? Maybe not. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> is she paid really well and is she really good at it? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll like if if food was taken away from me, I'd probably contemplate suicide. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in every way, shape, or form. Like, if I couldn't cook myself food, if I couldn't cook other people food, if I couldn't uh, make pickles at home, if I mm-hmm. couldn't do, if that was taken away from me, I would 100% contemplate suicide. And I don't think if, like, obviously that sounds hyperbolic. No. It sounds hyperbolic, but, yeah. like, in the same way that, I mean, I mean, I can't really compare myself to the owner of Joe Beef, but like, in the same yeah, way that can. Fred is like, is all in. Yeah. I am all in as far as the expression of love. Mm. My creativity, you well know, is not fucking the bee's knees. Like, I'm not the most creative person. Not but, even that creative at all. To be. But like, the expression of love and the transfer of love through food. If that was taken away from me, I'd fucking lose it. But isn't it amazing I'd that lose it. that you've gotten to this point in your life that you can draw that amount of happiness from something that's... I can draw direct fucking lines. Direct like, lines of happiness from something that someone said about, yeah, this is my second home, and you know mm-hmm. that you... You know in your heart of hearts that you had everything to do with that and that you mm-hmm. had everything to do with making this place run as smoothly and efficiently as it as it does every time and you know like listening to you talk right yeah, now it's about consistent it's consistent yeah right? exactly that's consistency is the name and of the that's game. huge but li- literally listening to you talk my chutney, now my about... chutney work needs it needs work my, my rhubarb chutney last week <laughs> a little more vinegar a little more sugar okay anyways, okay but anyways. sorry continue <laughs> listen to me talk but sure. listening to you talk now um talk there's now. something that you know that I've, I've talked to you about this in, in, in some way or another, but uh, something that I try to emulate in everything in my life is this Japanese notion. Because I worked in Japanese kitchens for a long time, and um, and I had those moments, right? I, I worked for a chef uh, for three and a half years, and people would come to me and they would say, like, I'm proud of you for like how far you've come mm. from when I first met you in this restaurant and from where you've take gone gotten to now mm. and that meant the world to me but you know listening to you and you talk you know self-deprecatingly about yourself and and talking about yourself and not being creative and stuff like that but the thing is is there's this notion in J- japanese uh mentality it's called shokunin and it's basically um people always like refer to like sushi chefs as like artists but like it's actually the complete opposite and they think of themselves as the complete opposite not opposite but something different which is they think of themselves as craftsmen <clears throat> they don't like art does not come into it hmm. what they like shokunin literally translates there's not really a to... word for it in english but it translates to a craftsman okay so and that means and what that means is 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 that they do the same thing every single day day in day out same thing and they just try to get a little bit better you know That's they it. try with with the things that they have they try to do as best as they can and they try to do yeah it's not about being creative it's not about changing the book it's not about reinventing the wheel they just cook eggs or potatoes over and over again every single day mm-hmm. and they get a little bit better you know Some, and they critique themselves when they're not good sometimes they fuck them up sometimes they fuck <laughs> them up but the thing is is that they yeah. they care more than anything else not about the like for sure about the food but they care more than anything else about the 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 enjoyment of the customer and the mm. and and there's another word called omotenashi which means like hospitality in japanese and it's mm. like 
goes towards everything like like remembering your favorite customers uh, or your, your regulars like their favorite dish you know what i mean like giving it to them without them asking and stuff like that mm-hmm. like that kind of like mentality right so i think that you without knowing it have really grown into this like person where you emulate this this uh shokunin mentality without even knowing really knowing and it's it's fine but like really really knowing what what it is or what it means but like it, Jap- japanese culture never spoke to me it never spoke the way, to the you the way it does the, for you and john or something yeah like but, but i think that you do emulate that same kind of virtue of, mm-hmm. through through the things that you do and like like i talk to you and, and and i think you know the 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 words that you're talking about about this person coming to you and and your chef talking to you talking about you those only come from being consistent from doing things over and over again from from showing up every day and doing the same thing even though to some people like some chefs was like what you want to cook eggs for the rest of your life that's fucking boring but it's like no if you actually pay attention to it yeah it's the most interesting thing fucking mad hard so yeah you you try and cook fucking 200 eggs the exact same when fucking there's all this happening yeah and like for me too right and that's something that i try to emulate i want to be a specialist i want to be I want people to come meet to me and like ask me questions about fish because I want to challenge myself to know as much as I possibly can to know about mm. fish. Like I was talking to John the other day. I'm like, I thought I would get tired of getting fish. I'm not tired of getting fish. Like not I'm yet. excited to get yeah, fish. Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh, this fish is a little bit different. Cause it like, I see the liver is like a little bit better on this one and blah, blah, blah. Like all these little details. Right. Mm. And that's not even cooking. That's just like yeah. cutting a fish open and looking at guts. Like <laughs> but I'm excited. You're to like, do that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I well, just, here, let know. me let me pause there for a second. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. Love you too. Um, I guess we're getting pretty long now. No, no, no okay. we're sitting at just under an hour. Okay, that's Fine. great. Fine. Um, yeah, no, thank you. That's um, I think, and. <sighs> I just like I I I wonder whether or not whether or not I'll have the same appreciation for it in a few years. It, as as I'm trying to transition mm-hmm. offline in the next five to six years. Mm-hmm. Like by the time I'm thirty five, I'd like to be offline. Thirty five, thirty six. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the internet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> off no. off the line no, of no, no, yeah. no, no. the internet. No, I love the internet. It's fucking, <laughs> you kidding me? The internet, the internet is fucking rad, dude. Yeah. Um have you seen the internet? It's yeah. crazy. It wins every time. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> um no, I mean I offline like I think I think it's one of those things where I don't I almost wonder if if I'm offline, does the passion go away or will I have to like my passion for expressing love through food? Will that go? Well, that I mean, certainly it'll shift. It'll change. Mm. But like, will it will it go away? Will it just become something that is? Well, yeah, I guess I'm just working so that I can, you know, do some fun yeah. shit and go and travel and eat food. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll shift in that regard. But then it's like it's not me creating anything well, you're not, not creating anything right now hey 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 i'm allowed to talk shit okay you can't touch <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but no i i can speak to that i mean yeah. i had like not like a not like a crisis but I, I definitely when i left my chef job that i just left to go start a business and for the first time in 13 years professionally leaving 
a chef position, mm. like running a kitchen and then leaving that position, like getting to like where the Matt that you first met mm. back when he's 19 years old, what he dreamed of being a chef of his own kitchen and yeah. coming up with his own ideas and dishes and all that stuff. And, and doing then it having it and having it. And then being going like, from that and being like, all right, I'm out. out. <laughs> I'm going to go get married and I'm going to start my business. And I had this moment and I talked to my therapist about it today. I was like, mm. like, yeah, like I was scared. Like, mm. what do you mean? I'm not gonna be a chef anymore. That's all I've ever done in my entire life. Mm. And now I'm realizing this new appreciation for, for my business that I'm starting and, and this fish and stuff like that. And I still get to like dip my toe in it. Like mm. I did this weekend in Montreal, right? Yeah. I still get to like, interact with it as much as i Still want get to, to make sure you know how to use a knife yeah <laughs> not just literally butcher fish yeah and <laughs> and it's stuff like that right like and but also like you know working that many hours this weekend i was just like i i don't miss Dude. doing this every day i don't i'm okay with doing it for two days yeah if i had to do that for an entire week fuck oh, that shit absolutely not <laughs> hard pass yeah yeah. Like a 90 hour work week. Sorry, I'm I'm not into it. Not anymore. Not nope. anymore. I'm not I'm not 23 years old anymore. The other day I was walking home from John's house. We were prepping for this event in Montreal and I was walking home from John's house and it was 7 p.m. and it was the sun was setting. It was like nice and warm outside. Mm. I was listening to music. I was vibing. I was like having a great time and I was like I'm so happy right now. And I was like mm. why am I like I'm just walking home. Like what's wrong with me? And I was like Oh my God, I've never done this before. I've never walked home from work at 7.30 p.m. <laughs> on a fucking Friday <laughs> yeah, and been like, oh, I'm yeah. going home to see my wife and my dog and I'm happy. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. I can do that now. I've, I've made a life where mm. I can do that now. So, mm. But yeah, I think you can, I don't know. I'm, I won't speak for you, but like, you know, there's always, it's going to change, but mm. it's not going to be, you're not going to leave the line and be like oh i need to go back there yeah oh, God, i mean I, maybe you will yeah and that's okay too but maybe. like also at the same time like you know maybe you'll find a position and i'm sure like working with someone that long like you'll find a position or help create a position for you where you can interact with the restaurant in the way that you need to interact with mm. maybe you work on the farm for three days and then two days service or something i don't know yeah whatever it is um yeah well, it was a whole bunch of it was, a, it was an hour of love fest. Aww. Love, love Montreal. Also, love each other. Um, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gonna be the intro. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that's your intro noise now? Just, There's no explanation. Oh, welcome back to another episode of Meatball Thoughts, and Aww. you're just like, that's how you get canceled. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody's gonna cancel you. You're too lovable. Um <laughs> I think we got one more in us. One more. We got one more. We got one more. This one's this one's more psychedelics. Mm. Um I had thrown into the into the, the duo chat, group chat. Um <laughs> duo group. Are our dreams different versions of self across a multiverse? So like I've been having okay. these dreams where like um few days last week like two or three days each night i was like um i was having this dream where like i was at the diner but it wasn't the diner and there was <laughs> there was like trying to cook food but like could just never cook a fucking potato to save my fucking <laughs> life in this dream you were just like a dream of you being a bad cook <laughs> essentially um and i wonder uh-oh 
Uh-oh. That's my dog, Milo. Oh, so One sh- second. Milo! He's barking at the neighbors. He's doing a protect. There's people out there. They're walking past. Um, but he, uh, and so I was having, I was having these dreams, and I, it, it just kind of popped into my head because I've done enough mushrooms to fucking confuse myself, um, <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I don't know, maybe that was, maybe I saw that in a mushroom trip or something. But it was, um, like kind of that that mentality of like. Is there is there a multiverse out there where like I'm still cooking in the diner, but is it fucking not? Is it, <laughs> is it just so bad? That sounds horrible. Is it so bad? And I'm like, I feel bad for that version of me. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I mean, we were talking a bit, a bit about this before, but it's like um, if anyone's ever heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about um, infinity. It's mm-hmm. fucking mind-numbing. I know. I, it's is there like, a video on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's talked about it on so Rogan. He's talked about link. it on a bunch of different podcasts. Okay, cool. But uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is, uh, he's like a super smart uh, physicist. He works he's got at- a great mustache. Yeah, he is arguably one of the greatest. One one you could strive for, you and that <laughs> fucking dirty stash. Don't even tell John about it. He'll fucking, he'll never grow facial hair again. Not that he can. But, um... <laughs> He, uh, no, he's, he's, um, what's the, there's, there's a, 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 a museum or something in New York that he is the, he's the guy curator, curator of some, I didn't know that some varietal, but, um, anyway, super genius dude. And I've only ever seen him on like podcasts and stuff like Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. But, um, he, he was explaining this idea of infinity uh, on Rogan a number of years ago that was like there's an infinite amount of each person doing A, the exact same thing that you're doing right now that's like touching the mic the way I'm touching this mm. mic or saying the words the way I'm saying them, but there's also an infinite amount of people that are doing the exact same thing in a different way. So mm. maybe I'm sitting in that chair. Mm. You're sitting in this chair. Um, the mic is blue, not black. The whatever it is, wow. there's just these infinite amount of things. Mm-hmm. So it stands to reason that there could be an infinite amount of diners that hmm. have been created, and that um, in some version of that, I am not a good employee <laughs> at all. Um, I watched that TV show, <laughs> right? <laughs> Tom Tom fucking up eggs. Constantly. Oh my god! Ah, oh, jeez! It's just like breaking every third egg I crack into a pan. <laughs> oh, oh, I lose stressful. it! I lose it! <laughs> I've literally, I started service last week. One, I started a brunch service last week. The first egg I went to go crack into the pan, it broke, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, not one of these services. Yeah. How did the rest of the service? Another work? half dozen times and. Went well, except for the chunk right between 12 and 2 mm. when everyone wants brunch and some people want takeout and people suck. But true, uh, it'll be great once takeout is not a thing anymore. Um, mm. but uh, it, it just it kind of it got my like my mushroom brain mm-hmm. kicking off, and I was just kind of like, eh, is there what, 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 yeah. what are we doing here? What are we like more thinking, hmm. like, what are we doing here up in my own fucking brain of like, what the fuck have these dreams been about? Because for the last there was two nights in a row where I had very similar dreams in that regard, and I don't have 
like repetitive dreams often, but yeah, I do re- I do remember my dreams often. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I haven't been smoking weed for a couple of days, and I'm like, you can really like they're crisp. I can remember like hmm. faces or versions of faces in the dream. Like I used to, you know, I haven't it hasn't happened for a while, but I used to have my dad pop into my dreams Hmm. and I would do my best to slow it down. Cause I'm like, that's the time I get with him now. That's it. I get the time in the subconscious and that's it. Mm. Um, and it's, it, it, it worked for a a number of times, but I haven't seen him for a while. So I'm not really sure what that says, but, Mm. um, maybe I've moved past a certain amount of things that I was holding on to maybe. Hmm. Um, so maybe I'm still holding on to a fair amount of stress, (laughs) <laughs> in the restaurant oh, shit now i'm just decoding my dreams on the podcast <laughs> tell me exactly what time you were born um <laughs> fucking be one of those people um yeah that's interesting man i, I don't know i i'm not a person i um do you put weight into into what your dreams say my dreams like i remember my dream this morning but generally i don't remember a lot of my dreams mm. um I always attribute that to like I had this weird like tick in my brain that like kind of reminds me that I think that a lot of the things that are like different about me now are because of how much drugs I did. Like my memory is like sometimes really Mm. bad and I'll be like, Oh, it's cause you did too much cocaine. (laughs) And then I'll like feel bad about myself. But like, I think that's definitely one of those things where like, I don't feel like I remember a lot of my dreams and I attribute that to the drug use, but but yeah, I mean, I've definitely had dreams where I've felt that like, oh, this could be my life, but it's not my life mm. at the same time. You know what I mean? Where like, this is a version of what my life mm-hmm. could be in a different place. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, I've definitely like had dreams about my mom too. And um, again, like try, <laughs> tried to slow it down or just like kind of like stay there and be present in that dream because that's the time that I get with her. But mm um yeah i mean speaking of that maybe it's a little bit off topic but speaking to that like um i did a um it's really interesting i don't know if i actually ever sat down and told you about this but um we did this um me and marla did this really cool um not psychic it was like a psychic reading basically so there's some app. It's like i forget what it's called. No, no, no. This is a bad start. <laughs> we do a psychic reading on an app. No, that thing is just following you on the internet, dude. It could tell you what you're thinking <laughs> no, no, based no, no, on your no. algorithm. Um, um, but anyways. So is this app that Marla was trying out and it's basically I forget what it's called, but uh basically there's like somebody giving a speech about something and you can go to this room and then you can like put your hand up and you can speak and then it's basically like listening to people speaking into this this app. Okay. Okay. So it's like a live podcast ish thing anyways um so there's this one conference uh, almost like a conference call conference call yeah like basically like that yeah so there's this one with this woman who lives in los angeles and she is a um uh i forget what the actual term is but she she uh speaks to the dead basically uh Uh, a medium or medium medium, exactly thank you um so Marla put her hand up and this was before we got uh, Marla, my wife, um, before we got married. And so uh, I actually proposed to Marla with my mom's wedding ring, um, her, her engagement ring. And it ended up fitting her ring, her ring finger perfectly, which is also crazy. But uh, so she put her hand up and was like, 
hey, like, my name is Marla, and I wanted to know if you get anything from me. And basically, like, the, the says, woman says nothing. Yeah, well, the woman told people to, like, don't tell me anything. This woman lives in Los Angeles, never met her before in her life. Yeah. So she's like, I'm getting a lot Um, she's like, I keep on getting, like, a, something about a ring, something about a ring, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, I just am getting married to, to uh, my fiance soon. And he gave me his, um, he gave me a ring, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, something about his mother. Like, she, like, started calling shit out, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. And it was crazy. We were like, okay. So Marla would, like told me about it we discussed it and i was and she was like would you want to do a session with her i was like yeah absolutely so we scheduled the session have i told you this before no no oh wow if you have i've forgotten it which is (laughs) not uncommon for me so continue no but it was really cool so we set up this session with this woman and she lives in los angeles we did a video call this time and um she basically said you know like it's kind of like charades she's like you know if i say something that's off or whatever don't correct me she's like sometimes it's like they're just kind of standing there doing the, their little dancey dance and i have to kind of interpret it and say it back to you so it's mm. not like you know if i say something off then mm. it's not like i'm just like making well, shit up. They're tapping it's... into a different realm that's exactly. the thing it's like so it's she's, not, like, she's it's like it's not a science and that's why a lot of mm-hmm. people i mean myself included call it, it a little woo woo but yeah it is what like hey my, my i I've I've seen different realms to now appreciate certain yeah. elements to to what these well, people yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, so. I'll I'll tell you what the things that she said, and you'll be like, okay, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's kind of said like, you know, don't correct me, don't tell me I'm uh, just be like, mm. um, just answer with yes or no. Cool. And because she, she'll be like, she'll say something, and then she'll be like, uh, does this make sense, or does this uh, is this accurate? And you say yes or no. You don't say. Yes, but blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, because right. then because then you're influencing her exactly thought so, or her yeah her interpretation. Exactly. So we just started this call, and she's a super nice lady, and she kind of like took her time to like get ready. And like at first, I was like, I've never done this before. I was like super nervous, and you know, in my house we were doing it in my living room, and I have two photos of my mother hanging in the room, and Marla was wearing the ring. Um, I was wearing my ring that was also my mother's, um, and. So this woman's like, immediately, she's just like, okay. She's like, there's somebody who really fucking wants to talk to you. Like, mm. <laughs> banging on the door. Yeah. Like, hey, let me talk to my son. Yeah. Mm. So she starts off with like, do, do you have any kind of like, um, she said shrine or something like that. Like any kind of like um, place in your house or your, or your uh, house that you grew up in where like you have photos of her and stuff like that. And I was like, yes. And she's like, is it on the first floor to the left when you walk in? I was like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, do you have like multiple photos of her? And I was like, yes. And she's like, is there one with you and your brother, with her and her and your brother? And, and I, she doesn't know me. Right. Like <laughs> All of a sudden yeah. she's like calling out that there's a photo there's of my brother, brother. Yeah. and my mom. And I'm like, yeah. So anyways, the it went on like that for a while. It was like a two hour long session and it was, you know, super, super powerful. You know, mm. I heard things from from my mom that, you know, really like I had been wondering for a long time about mm. like whether I had done something wrong or or not. Mm. And she like really like put those things to rest and like mm. said my mind like you know she would say like she would repeat the things and there was like little minute details of what that like your mom would yeah, say only yeah. only my mom so yeah it was a pretty wow. powerful experience so like i do i definitely 
I know we got off topic and stuff yeah, like that, whatever. but like definitely it was like one of the most so weak topic to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was wild, man. And and so anyway, since I, I I started on this because you were talking about how you see your father in your dreams and stuff like that, and now it's really cool because. I do this thing where I have a picture of my mom hanging on the wall when she's younger. And I have a picture of her when she was in the middle of treatment where she has like a, her shaved head and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I have a candle right beside it. And it used to take me a long time to like, be like, okay, I'm trying to like, remember my mom and like talk to her and like, okay, like do this whole thing. And it would be Mm -hmm. really difficult for me. I get frustrated. I'm like, am I forgetting her? Do I not know her anymore? All this Mm -hmm. stuff. But now what I do is I light this candle beside her photo and it's just like all of a sudden i'm just like it's like a lightning rod yeah Yeah. it's like a lightning rod and there's just been so many crazy coincidences that's me when i smoke a demore (laughs) dead ass really my my dad is my dad's brand yeah yeah really yeah i can smoke a demore and fucking have a tea i don't don't drink coffee but (laughs) yeah he would he would have a demore and a coffee but i i could have a if i sat and had like i mean i don't smoke cigarettes Mm. on a daily anymore so if i but if i had like a morning cigarette and a tea i'd be right there yeah yeah she said some... you can smell you can smell it in your beard and you can you can yeah. feel what it feels like and there's mm-hmm. a direct connection yeah and those candles but candles are powerful things like even in indigenous cultures in um in in like uh, uh, you know it sounds woo woo but like the witchcraft witch shit and mm-hmm. like the medium stuff and all this stuff it's it's almost like uh it's it i i i'm sure i'm butchering this but like it's almost as if it's a beacon for just like this is my intention mm-hmm. my intention is to connect or to share love or to send love or to mm-hmm. or to 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 yeah to to connect to be connected mm-hmm. to my intention and my thought and this person mm-hmm. or this this being rather because they are not a person anymore mm-hmm. necessarily they are just a being in a different realm yeah so i think that's she uh that's really she cool, said a man. lot of stuff about sounds like you're tapping into your spiritual side a lot more in the last couple of years eh? for sure yeah um she said a lot of stuff about like you know Again, like just to preface, like this woman, we've never, still have never met her in real life. She lives yeah. in Los Angeles, and she's like, she probably like, shouldn't it'll ruin it like, for you. You'll be like, oh man, you just smoke pot all day and yeah. fucking listen to spirits. <laughs> Whoa! But she, she said, <laughs> she said, you know, every year on Mother's Day and and on my birthday, which is when my mom passed away, we go to see my mom at at her gravesite and you know pay respects. And <laughs> she she said that my mom, she's like, your mother wants you to like Jill wants you to know that you don't have to fucking drive all that way. Like she's, <laughs> she's, with, you, she's with you in the car the whole time. Like, bitch, stay home. Like yeah. you're wasting gas. She's like, <laughs> and that, that right there is like my mom. She's like, you don't have to drive three and a half hours to go see me. I'm with you the whole time. Bro, like light the candle. You <laughs> yeah, dumb fuck. Yeah. And then she said, she's like, you know, she's Wait, like, so you're not going for a drive this year. I still will. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a we're, we're creatures of habit. Well, yeah, that, but also like you know, the candle makes me feel close to her, but also being in that space makes me feel close yeah. to her too. Yeah. But like there was. Well, just, and like, I, I've I've driven you to that space. It's, yeah, we've done it's it a very together, personal. Yeah. It's a very personal element to it. Yeah, I think yeah. probably the year four or five. I think. Yeah, it's coming up on ten years this year. Yeah. 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 My dad will be nine years this this yeah. November. Yeah. So I mean, 
you know, for me, it's just become this thing. And it's said like so amazing. Like she said also in this, or my mother said also in this session, she's like, talk to me more mm. like out loud. Say, <laughs> say things yeah, to like, me. You know what I mean? I'm right fucking here, yeah. dude. Talk out loud to me yeah. and, and I'll, and I'll do that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be feeling sad or something like that. And I'll just like say something to her and you know mm. something weird will happen you know what i mean like during this session actually it was super funny i've always felt like a connection between milo and my mom mm. there'll be like mornings where like i'll wake up and like milo's just like on my chest just staring at me sob dude yeah and he's yeah. like he's like looking at me just like and it, like i can just feel i don't know you know yeah you feel you feel, feel my mom you feel the transfer of energy and during that session like your mom is like is like picked him up like yeah and just been like sit here for me i need you to sit here for me yeah. don't fucking move you little yeah. bastard yeah and you know during that session i remember we were talking through through her to my mom mm. and milo just like starts staring directly at her picture and starts barking like <laughs> like weird weird shit like that you know oh. what i mean like and like milo barks as we know at a lot of stuff but like he's never barked at a fucking photo frame before you know what i mean yeah so, yeah yeah it, you know it's it's spooky some people won't believe it but like you know no at the end of dogs, the day, it's... dogs are intuitive animals man and like they have a different understand like they 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 perceive different mm-hmm. realms than we do yeah like yeah whether whether it's a spiritual realm or it's a or a, like uh just like something metaphysical or whatever the fuck it is it's like dogs have different senses and they they will understand mm-hmm. the energy in a room far better than the average human yeah um and if your mom is in the room being like just like has her fucking hand up like fucking knocking on the door or whatever the fuck or just being like fucking i'm right here dude in the fucking picture yeah. Yeah. like that's that's something that they can potentially pick up on mm. especially a dog that you have such a connection with like yeah like i know um like milo was marla's dog initially but like he's he's fucking just as much your dog now obviously yeah, that's what my wife always says so sure. it's like it's like the best bromance you could ever fucking ask for in a dog oh yeah um sure. maybe outside of a childhood dog but yeah yeah man that's that's powerful shit yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to maybe one year you and i'd go do a mushroom ceremony together yeah i'd be down for that yeah like not this year because you're starting a business but and I've already made my plans for that, but mm. but maybe in in the next couple of years we could we could figure it out because normally I'd just do one a year, but mm-hmm. I've been I've been kind of getting a pull to do a second one mm-hmm. in in one year, not consistently, but like mm-hmm. and for that for that I think you need a very you you need the right person. You need mm-hmm. it can't just be like it couldn't just be me and fucking John. Like no, I love John, but John is far too analytical for uh-huh. me for me to go to a different realm with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I think you and I have a sufficient amount of trauma that we could mm-hmm. unpack together while in a different realm. Yeah, you know what I mean. For sure. And I think an individual or, uh, you know, love and friend trauma or mm. whatever the fuck it is, right? I think. I think it could be, it could be a really, mm-hmm. really interesting experience. I think 
you especially just as you're diving deeper and deeper into spirituality mm-hmm. whether it be you know uh marla's uh an indigenous woman so then there's there's that whole connection that i think your spirit is now tapping into oh yeah like i i i smudge this house like all the time with white sage like nice. we have good. and and it like it feels and i've done it a couple times with Dwayne um marla's my brother-in-law um marla's brother and he's kind of taught me like the traditional method of like you shouldn't be doing it while you're high or stoned or, or yeah, on no, alcohol it's, be... it's when you're sober and it's when you got something on your mind and something's going on and you just need to to, to wash yourself you got to mm-hmm. wash something away yeah. and it's literally like i mean it feels like a shower yeah like yeah your your energy field is just like yeah it just explodes it's just, it's, it doesn't explode but it just it just feels so free mm-hmm. it, like, clean, it cleans the the space the 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 mind and stuff like that and it's just like mm-hmm. yeah nice really changed for sure and i like I, I can't wait to like teach my kids about that stuff and like it's uh it's something yeah like and going back to like john too right it's like something that just john just doesn't believe in you know what i mean yeah and, and that's and that's okay it's fine and it's like we still love john for sure it's totally fine and he'll and, still be invited back and john's good, john's good too because he he like he doesn't believe it but he at least like he'll sit there and listen to it you know what i mean he'll like yeah. he'll still you know give you the he'll, time he'll take it in he won't as, just be like as, You're as best he can yeah. yeah 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 and i mean at the end of the day it doesn't really matter if anybody else does it's just like the fact that like the fact that i feel like i can talk to my mom hmm. is all, all that matters literally all that matters that's yeah. all that matters yeah nothing else matters the fact that like for for nine years i felt like i had lost her mm. <laughs> you know i did in some way but like in a, in a physicality now yeah. i have her you know what i mean or, yeah. yeah okay we need to stop having tears <laughs> and give each other big hugs um that was a big one there's a sufficient amount of shout outs in the montreal portion yeah, of true. this podcast so you assholes can go first or you meatballs can go <laughs> figure it out yeah um i'll also tag a bunch of them in it cool. um i love you i love you too that was a good talk and um hopefully our tears came through on the new mics and <laughs> um we'll talk to everybody uh next week uh should have another one of my boys on that i went to culinary school i think oh nice yeah he's out the industry now but uh amazing but yeah cool Bye thanks guys bye